Mac Power Users, episode 351, the 2016 Holiday Geek Gift Guide. Hello, everyone. This is David Sparks, along with my pal, Katie Floyd. How are you today, Katie? I'm well, David. How are you? You got your wallet out? It's our uh, annual <laughs> gift guide episode. You know, I I have gotten so much grief this past weekend, and so maybe I definitely need some help with my gift guide. My, uh, it's It's getting to be about that time of the year, and I don't consider myself that hard to shop for, and I put a gift guide, I put a gift list up on Amazon for people who might think that I'm hard to shop for. And my mom was giving me so much grief. She said, I looked at your Amazon list. She said, I can't believe you, you might as well just have dirt and coal up there. And I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, you have batteries and light bulbs up there. And I'm like, yeah. That's exactly what I would expect from you, Katie. So you're, you're living up to it. <laughs> and she's like, I can't buy that. She's like, just so you know, I bought you nothing off your off your list. I most of the stuff on my list this year is stuff I've already bought, but it's stuff that I could definitely recommend. There's a couple things on here that are on my list as well, so that'll be kind of fun as we go through it, hearing what you have and don't have. But um, uh, it, we do this once a year, and it's a lot of fun. And the idea, it's you know, our listeners are geeks like us, and sometimes it's hard to buy gifts for geeks, or maybe you're a geek and people are asking you, and you don't know what what you're looking for this year. So we like to go through and pick out stuff that we think is interesting and fun. Uh, we've done this several times. We really try not to reuse picks. So most of the stuff we've got on the list, we've never picked before. So I'll be able to hear something fun and new. And I think with that, we should just get started. Well, I'm going to start us off, if you don't mind. And um, speaking of of Christmas is coming, one of the things that I like to do, is especially kind of a big deal when I built my own house, is I always like to put uh, Christmas lights up. It's something that we always did when I was a kid. We kind of fell off the way of it, you know, when I was a teenager and, and young adult, and there were many years when we never put up Christmas lights. But I always liked putting up Christmas lights. And so when I built my own house, I decided that that was something that I really wanted to do. And now, after having done it myself for several years, I understand why my parents stopped putting up Christmas lights after my brother and I <laughs> grew up and grew out of that phase, because it's a really big pain to put up Christmas lights. And so last year, these were brand new, but I noticed there was one person in my neighborhood who had these really cool laser lights in their yard. And so basically what this was is it was a little stand type thing that they put in their yard. And I think they had two of them uh, because they only cover so much square footage. Um, but basically what they are is, that is it's kind of like a, it's almost like a little laser projector. And so you stick it in a stake in the ground in front of your house and they've got different ones. Um, I put a link in the show notes to one that's the bestseller on Amazon, but it will project a laser light pattern on your house that looks like snowflakes or Christmas trees or anything like that. And they don't look like traditional Christmas lights, but they're definitely very festive. So instead of spending hours up and down, up and down, up and down a ladder, putting up the lights and then hours taking them down, what you do is you walk out, you run an extension cord, you stick a stake in the ground and you do it again and boom, you're done. Yeah, it's kind of nice. Up and down really quick. Yes. And so I think you could be done with your, depending on the size of your house, instead of spending hours putting these Christmas lights up, you could probably be done in, you know, 15, 20 minutes and 
and call it a day at it. I, there is a little concern about it because you have to be careful. You can't point them up at the sky because they're lasers and you want to be, you know, aware of, of airplanes and things like that that are flying by. So you want to make sure that they just, just hit on your house. And I'm sure that there are all kinds of warnings that people will write in about them. Um, but I, I've, I'm, I've ordered a couple. I will, uh, I will try them out this year and I'm really excited about not pulling out the ladder. And, and I always very nervous. I have a, I have a one peak in my house and I was like super nervous about, I had to get the really tall ladder out and climb to like the very top rung. And I was just convinced that I was going to kill myself and uh, not going to do it this year. So this is the first time one of our gifts has been something you're capable of bringing an airplane down with. Potentially, but so use them responsibility. <laughs> I, uh, my, my yard, I've got these awesome decorations we made ourselves, you know, cause that's how we roll. We made our own Hawaiian themed reindeer. It's I'll send you a picture. They're so great. Do they have like lightsabers or anything? No, they don't have any light. There's no Star Wars. Um, actually, now I take that back. I think there is a little Star Wars in our decorations too. Well, we have a um a light up R two D two, but but that stays in the house because that that's just too good to put outside. But there's plenty <laughs> outside. I've got my reindeer. I'll send you a picture. Maybe I'll put it up in the show notes. Um. Okay. So uh. So Katie's first one off the list is laser Christmas lights. Well, that's very festive of you, Katie. It's festive um, and geeky. Yes. Yeah, well, I've got one, a pick that is uh, a festive if it exists, because this is a hypothetical pick, um, and that's the Apple AirPods. They uh, mentioned these new uh, Bluetooth headphones that they were uh, going to sell with the new iPhone when they announced the iPhone, and they said it'll ship by the end of October. And then the end of October said, we're not quite done, but it'll be soon. Um, we've heard reports that they'll be out. Uh, in the, I was in an Apple store a couple of days ago for something, and I asked the guy, I said, hey, you have those AirPods yet? You know, I was just like kind of dumb. He says, no, they're not here yet, but we're told they'll be here next week. Then I read on the Internet that they're not going to be out until next year. So n- nobody seems to know. But uh, I did get to use some of these. A friend of mine is um, is uh, got a, a review pair of them, and, man, they're really good. So Apple's made these little AirPods. They're just like the existing AirPods, but without the cord. And the fear with them is because there's no cord connecting them. There is like, you're going to lose them. So they don't want to get them, but I'll tell you what, they look really good. They feel good. If you like the feel of the ear pods in your ears, they're much like that, but without cords, the Siri supports really good. I was jumping up and down like a crazy man. I couldn't get them to fall out of my ears. So I think these are going to be really great. And one of the things I love about them is they come in this like dental floss size case. That's got a battery in it. So the AirPods themselves are supposed to get about five hours of battery, but if you just drop them in this case, that recharges the battery. So you can get up to 24 hours of battery as long as you put the case in your pocket and it's a good place to hold them. So uh, I think it's a really good solution. You know how Apple sometimes comes up with an accessory that just only Apple could come up with and the AirPods to me feel like one of those things. The people that have had the review units love them. Um, I think I'm going to love them. So I'm really looking forward to it. So that's something on my list if it actually exists. Well, this is something that I really want for Christmas too. And I'm really disappointed that Apple is likely going to be missing the holiday season or the peak holiday season, because I think if they do come out in time for the holiday season, they're probably going to be really, really supply constrained. So I'm hoping that they do, but I'm not optimistic that I'll actually get any. So this may be something where instead of getting AirPods, you ask for a gift card. Yeah. Um, what are the, the AirPods are $159. So $100, $160, Apple gift card will, uh, you know, just uh, pretend like they're AirPods. Yeah, there you go. You hold it up to your ear and see if you can hear the ocean. 
or the Mac Power users. <laughs> Maybe you can hear the Mac Power users. I think it's a five hundred dollar card you got to listen to for the Mac Power users. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I'm excited about the AirPods and and I hope they come out in time. I didn't put AirPods or really any Bluetooth uh, headphones on my list because that's what I'm waiting for. I'm waiting on the AirPods and I didn't think the AirPods would be out in time for Christmas, but maybe they will be. Yeah, I don't think they're good if you want sporty ones. If you want sporty ones, I would recommend the Jaybird X2s. I think they have X3s out now too, by the way. And or if you like the sound of Beats, Beats has some good ones too. But the AirPods are kind of like a moving around one. Like like I spend a lot of time every day on the phone and just having one of those in my ear would be great. And if you pull them out, if you pull one out of your ear, then the other one turns mono because they're super smart that way. So even just like as my time life operator headset, I think it'll be good for that. So uh, looking forward to that. Yeah, I've got the Jaybird X2s that I use at the gym and I've been pretty happy with them. Yeah, they'll stay in your ear and they're connected. There's already a third party product for the AirPods. It's like a little um, kind of, just like a little um, uh, lanyard that connects the two of them. So you can have them connected to each other, which would make it less likely to lose. But that kills kind of the fun of it. I, I would really like to be see if I can wear them without you know losing them and not having them tied together. Well, since you've got an Apple pick, I'm going to go ahead and, and make an Apple pick. And I think these are our only two Apple picks on our list this year. And I think it's a great time to buy an Apple Watch. And in fact, we saw several deals on Apple Watches last year at the holidays. And I think we're going to see even more deals this year. Um, an Apple Watch Series 1 starts at 249 And I think you are probably going to see, I don't think we're going to see an Apple Watch. I, I think you're going to see them definitely under $200. I think I, I, they're certainly not going to break $100, but I, I think you could potentially see some deals, especially on Black Friday and during the holiday shopping season, maybe for an Apple Watch for $199, maybe $149, you know, with some kind of gift card or something like that. But um, I think there are going to be lots of deals for Apple Watches, particularly with the Series 1 watch this holiday season. My understanding is the Series 2 watches are still a little supply constrained, which su surprises me. But I think the ser in, unless you are specifically planning on swimming with your watch um, or you specifically want to, um, you know, run with your watch and not take your, your phone with you, I think the Series 1 is a great watch. I know you just upgraded to the Series 2. I've kept my original Apple Watch. I've had no regrets about that. And particularly for someone who's more cost conscious and just wants to get into an Apple Watch, I think the Series 1 is, is the way to go unless you specifically need those two features being the standalone GPS or the true waterproof nature of the Series 2. I think the Series 1 watch is the watch to watch this holiday season. Does the Series 1 have the better screen? No, but I honestly have never really had a problem with the screen. Yeah, I'll tell you, the Series 2 screen is immediately noticeable, having worn the, I guess you'll call it the Series 0, the original Apple Watch, for a year. It is a lot brighter. I mean, it, that's one of my favorite features of the new watch. Yeah, I, I would add on to this. I, I love my Apple Watch. I did upgrade to the uh, to the new one, and I've worn it in the ocean and everywhere else, and it's it's great. Uh, it's a good it's a good gift uh, for someone else or for yourself. And without making this one of my picks, can I just kind of pile on a little bit and say, if you already have an Apple Watch, a nice strap would be really fun. I I have started collecting straps. I think that's that's a dangerous habit. I don't have as bad as some of our other relay host friends that have, you know, 10 or 12 of them, but I've got two or three and I do change them uh, quite often because it's just so easy. Like when I work out, I've got one strap I wear and 
if I'm going out, you know, I've got kind of a nice one for suits and a nice one for not suits. Uh, it's fun having some additional bands and there's some really good ones out there. In addition to Apple's straps, which are always great, but they're always a little pricey too. There's some good third party ones out there. Be careful with the third party ones. I just wrote up the, um, the nomad leather bands at Max Barkey. They sent me one to, to review and I really like it because the lugs, you know, the pieces that slide in are super sturdy. Um, some of the third party ones don't have such great lugs and I always am afraid they'll break and my watch will fall off my wrist. Uh, but you know, if you get a good manufacturer like Nomad, you're going to, there's some good stuff out there that's not going to be super expensive. I'm going to, I think I'm going to get some of those for Daisy this year because she likes her watch, but she's been wearing the same strap for the, for the last year. I think it's time to upgrade her. You should get her one of those Hermes bands. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I don't think I can afford that. Those are like $500 or something, but the, um, but I'll get her a nice one. I'll get her a leather one, or maybe they've got one with Mickey on it and decent lugs. I'll have to take a look. So what's your next pick? Oh, yeah, because that wasn't my actual pick, was it? <laughs> I have a controversial pick. You and I disagreed with this when we were playing the show. Um, uh, I think that 2016 is not a bad year to start thinking about getting some home home automation gear. Uh, Apple first announced HomeKit, I think it was three years ago, and we were all a little leery about buying stuff because we knew all this automation stuff was going to start showing up. And um, and now it has started showing up. And if you've been waiting, I think you're probably fine. If you're an Apple user, I would recommend looking at the HomeKit supporting uh, equipment. Uh, a, a, a really good starting point, in my opinion, is the Hue bulbs, you know, H-U-E uh, from Philips. They used to be just colored, you know, where you can set different colors with the lights, but now they've got a white hue bulb, which I believe is something like $25 to get into. Uh, That's what I have. The bulbs themselves are only $15, which is even better. And you can get into the starter kit for like under 70 bucks. Yeah. And that because you need a you need a hub. And one of the big holdups with HomeKit was it needed to have encryption in the hub. The old ones didn't have it. Now they do. So if you get the new, you know, if you get the hub, the second generation hub with some light bulbs, you can, for under hundred bucks, you can set up a room or two with these hue bulbs. And it's really great. I mean, I use Siri to turn my lights on in my bedroom as I'm, you know, walking up the stairs and that way I don't trip over anything as I go in the room. Uh, we use uh, in the kitchen, I mean, we've got hue bulbs all over the house. You know, they've kind of grown over time. Um, I, this pick isn't going to be just hue bulbs though. I, I would like to say just... Go into a local Apple store and take a look at the home kit. They've usually got two or three shelves in there with a bunch of different products. They've got locks now. Uh, they even have a ceiling fan, which is kind of cool. Um, and if you've been waiting, why not? I mean, iOS 10 now has the control center support for home kit. These home kit devices generally work pretty well. And I think it's time to dip your toes in if you've been waiting. My my hesitation with home automation and the reason that I disagree with you for right now is I still feel like we're in transitional times with, with HomeKit. I feel very comfortable recommending the Hue bulbs. I like the Hue bulbs. They were on our pick list last year. And so I don't want to dwell too much on these, but I still feel like we're very much having competing standards. We've got Apple's HomeKit. We've got works with Alexa. Now we've got Google Home. Is that what it's called? I really Google something. Hey, Google. Um, that's that's now coming in on the scene. And honestly, right now, I use Alexa more than anything for managing my home automation gear. But I certainly want things that work with HomeKit, too, because I expect that Siri will continue to grow and develop. So right now, I really am hesitant to buy anything unless it's both works with Alexa and works with HomeKit. 
Okay, you got to stop saying her name, though, because we got listeners right now that are going crazy. Call the Amazon Echo. Yes, that works with the Amazon Echo or or works with Siri because, uh, you know, I just don't know which way this this thing is going to go yet. Well, there's several of these that do. I mean, the ones I'm talking about um, support or at least the light bulbs do. Um, there are some other devices that like like the Canary we've talked about in the past. Um and they, they've got a new generation one coming out that will support HomeKit. So that's just the thing. There's a lot of these things that have new generation devices coming out. Like I almost added Canary to our picks list because I'm very interested in that product. But there's a new generation of Canary that's coming out in the fall, which I don't think we're in fall anymore um, or not going to be for very much longer. But it's not out yet. So I really wouldn't buy the current generation Canary because they've already announced there's a new one coming out with HomeKit support. Where it is, I don't know. Yeah, well, I I do think if you're looking for some gifts to buy or ask for this year, uh, you you don't have to spend a thousand dollars on this, but you know, get in some of this automation stuff and give it a try because it's really nice being able to do stuff with your voice or have motion sensing and with all these web services. I mean, there's just a lot of ways now to connect these, and most of the bigger vendors support most of the protocols. I don't know that if you're waiting for a magic day that there'll be one standard protocol that everybody will use. I don't know if that will ever come because I think Google and Amazon and Apple and all these people uh, really want to run it themselves. They don't want to use a universal protocol. So um, you may be waiting a long time if you're waiting for that. So anyway, uh, yeah, take a look at some of the home automation gear that there's just a whole bunch of great gifts, I think, in those things these days. Well, since you went with home automation, then I'm going to go with my home automation tool of choice. And that is the Amazon Echo. And specifically, because I don't want to duplicate, and I recommended the Amazon Echo last year, I'm going to go one step further this year, and I'm going to recommend the Amazon Echo Dot. They have now introduced a second generation Echo Dot. It's very, very similar to the first generation Dot, except they actually have stock of it this year. Um, And it has now never been cheaper Never been cheaper. Okay, I could say that better. Uh, It's never been easier or less expensive to get into an Amazon Echo line of products. So for less than 50 bucks now, you can bring an Echo into your house. Now, it doesn't have the full range of speakers that the full-blown Amazon Echo does. So the Amazon Echo Dock, although it does have a small speaker built into it, which which I use, I keep I keep my dot in my bedroom and I do things like uh, tell her to turn on and off lights or to give me the news or those types of things. Um, it certainly has a speaker that's adequate for that, but you can pair it with Bluetooth speakers or you can plug other speakers into it. So I've got an extra pair of just, you know, computer speakers that are pretty decent, though they're not particularly attractive that I'm planning on just plugging into to my Echo Dot if I, I want better speakers for music and things like that in the room. And I've been thrilled. Rumor is the Dot is going to go on sale for Black Friday, so I bet you're going to be able to get into it um, for something that's in the 30s. I think if you buy, what is it, you buy six, you get one free. So it's they've got kind of a six-pack deal. Uh, I don't know that I'm going to get another Dot, although I, I might, but a lot of people on my gift list are getting Echo Dots this year. Okay, so do you think next year when we do the holiday gift guide, we'll be recommending an Apple, um, you know, copy of the Amazon Echo or an Apple version of that product? I hope so, but I doubt it. Yeah, I don't know. I've heard that there's something going on with that, but, you know, whether or not they actually pull it off, who knows? I'd be very interested to see what they can do with it. But, uh, okay, well, um, 
Uh, that's a good pick. I, I love the Echo. It's just delightful. That's the only, you know, Siri frustrates me and the Echo delights me. Yeah, it, it, it answers. I, I think it, a part of it is it's plugged into power. It's got beamforming microphones. It's it's made to do that. Um, a couple things I like and, you know, it's like I compare them all the time because I'm always testing them against each other. Uh, like if I ask um, Amazon Echo what time it is in GMT, that's how we post our um, you know shows based on GMT. It can't figure it out, but Siri can. Or if I ask it, you know, specific weather questions, it'll give me the temperature where Siri does a better job. But then there's other things that Echo does that that Siri can't figure out. So I feel like they they all need to do work with this stuff. Uh, one of the things I don't like about Echo is you really have to form the query the right way. There, you know, it, it's expecting to hear it a special way, and sometimes I don't always get it right. But yeah, I'm with you. I think having one of the things in your house is is fun, and it's interesting to me that you know the kids talk to it and they don't talk to Siri. So that that's the ultimate you know, test for me. Our next sponsor for this episode is our good friends over at the Omni Group. And I want to talk a little bit today about Omni Outliner. If you're like me and you're one of those left brain people and your mind just thinks and works in the world of outline, then you're going to want to check out Omni Outliner. And Omni Outliner is the premier tool for Mac and iOS for outlining. It can store and collect all kinds of information about just about anything. You can get started using their built-in themes, and they've got a couple of different ones that you want to outline for a classroom, if you want to outline for a novel, if you've got a special project in mind. And Omni Outliner is feature-rich and flexible. You can use it for any number of tasks from creating simple lists to outlining a speech to taking class notes or even writing a novel. You can start with a simple outline and then quickly add structure from there to beef up your outlines and go deeper. You can expand and collapse whatever you information you need so it's not so overwhelming and you can just dig in and focus on a very specific portion of your outline. And everything is accessible through keyboard shortcuts. So once you take the time to learn those keyboard shortcuts in Omni Outliner, you can really fly through it. And you can add more information to your outline by pulling in attachments and recordings and PDFs and more. You can even record audio while you take notes with an Omni Outliner for your future reference. Once you've got all this great information in Omni Outliner, you can share out your outlines by exporting it into a variety of formats. And all of this information can sync across any Mac or iOS device using OmniPresence. It's Omni Outliner's free and reliable open source tool. So your files are always intact and available and they'll be waiting for you because Omni uses background app refresh. Uh, so you don't have to worry about going and making sure that everything is up to date. So there are two versions. There's a basic version and then there's the pro version that brings some additional features and export formats, including things like Apple Script support, advanced style control, and more. So if you want to check it out, I encourage you to try it and try both versions before you buy to make sure that you're getting the one that's right for you. Uh, Omni gives a two-week free trial of their programs, and you can go and download them by visiting omnigroup.com. And if for any reason you're not satisfied, they've got a 30-day money-back guarantee on all of their applications. And if you're a student or if you've already got a version of the Omni Group's applications, make sure you check out. They've got upgrade and educational pricing available. So go check out Omni Outliner and all of the great applications from our pals over at the Omni Group. And thanks, Omni, for your kind support of Mac Power users. All right, you're next. What you got? Similar to uh, kind of these home automation products we've been talking about, um, there's a product called the TileMate. Are you familiar with that? I'm familiar with Tile. And I, I actually was just recommending the Tile to a colleague who cannot manage to keep track of her keys. Yeah, I um somebody gave me one for Christmas last year. 
And now they've got the new version. I don't have the new one. This is the, the tile made is the successor. It's the new product out, but it's, it's a really great little thing. It's just a little like, um, I don't know what's it's, it's maybe the size of, um, one of those little tiny iPod shuffles, maybe even a little smaller and thinner, but a lot thinner, right? Yeah. It's a lot, it's like a wafer almost. And, and what it does is it's just a, it's a locator and you can like, you can put it on your key ring and then you can look at your phone and you can see where your keys are. It's just a way to attach GPS to a device. You can put it on your kid's backpack or you can put it on the remote, you know, just so that can call the goofy things. It's got a little beeper in it so you can set it off remotely. And the other thing is it, it because it's got an app on the phone, it can make your phone beep too. So you can go either way with it. And uh, these things have got a lot cheaper over the last couple of years. I mean, there's a lot more. Tile's the company to go with if you're going to do this. There's a couple of competitors, but I like these because they report in. So um, it can even give location if it gets out of your house, so long as it's within the network of another tile. And um, they've got a four pack now for $70. You can get four of these things or an eight pack for 130 or just get one of them for 25 bucks. So it's like this could be a stocking stuffer or... Maybe it's something you give somebody who's kind of obsessive about this stuff. And um, and I think it's really actually a really good present for somebody that has kids. And, uh, you know, just to put it, like I said, put it on their backpack and kind of keep an eye on where they're at when they're little. But this is a technology that the time has come for it. It works now really well. And um, it's not too expensive. And it's just a great little pick. I might get some more of them. I don't know. We'll see. What, what do you keep losing? I'm pretty good about not losing stuff, but I put them on my daughter's keys because they're my daughter's keys and they're always lost. And, but they work really well. So that's like, I could see myself using other things too. I don't typically have a problem losing my keys, but um, my younger brother, and this was a huge problem um, when, you know, we were teenagers and we're living in the same house, not so much now, um, but he had this habit of he would pick things up that didn't belong to him because he just liked to play with stuff. So he'd pick things up, he'd roll it over in his hand, he'd toss it back and forth. And then sometimes he'd put stuff in his pocket. So he was notorious for picking up your keys and putting it in his pocket and walking away with it just because he liked to fidget with things and fiddle, you know. And so if you ever couldn't find your keys, well, chances are they were in his pocket somewhere. And it's just you could not get him to stop doing it. And he, he still does it now. So whenever we go over to my parents' house for, we go over for Sunday night dinner, I always take my keys and I like put them behind something. So he won't pick up my keys. I'm like, no, no. Yeah. The trick is to have like one place for those things. Like we have a dish you know, at our house. If you come to our house, you put people with their wallet, their keys, everything right there, then never gets lost. But the yeah, tile mate, I think is an interesting product whose time has come. So it's on the list. Awesome. All right. Well, so let's see if I can pick something that I, I don't know that I really have anything. You know, I'm trying to pick something that that complements yeah, your picks, but not, I don't know. Well, Tile works with Wi-Fi. And so one of the, the picks that I have, and, and full disclosure, they've been a sponsor this year, but I've been really, really happy with them. And that is Eero. You and I have both learned about Eero this year. And since I have installed an Eero in my house, I've also installed Eero Systems in my parents' house, and I've recommended them to several friends and family members to install in their houses. And they're expensive. I get it. That's that's the big complaint that people have about Euros is, you know, it's a little more expensive than your typical Wi-Fi router. It costs about 500 bucks. Uh, though sometimes they do go on sale to get into a three-pack of Euros. 
but it is really the wireless solution that has just worked. I mean, at my parents' house, they've got like a a 5,000 square foot split plan home that's, you know, brick and got all kinds, you you name it, this house has all kinds of of wireless issues. And their problems just stopped once we installed the Eero in their house. And if you could have told me that I could have spent $500 10 years ago, and never had to worry about their Wi-Fi again, I probably would have spent three times that between, you know, we wired their house, we've we've bought multiple routers, we've got multiple access points. I mean, we've done everything to try to resolve the Wi-Fi issues in their house. Um, but anyway, this is, this is certainly not intended to be an ad for them, um, but just more so something that I've tried and has, it, it's, it's finally a solution that has worked for us. Yeah, I, um, I was at WWDC and it's funny, I don't think they were a sponsor at the time, but I had I bought a pair and and we were talking to around the table and a bunch of our developer friends and everybody was like amazed with these devices. I actually added a couple extra and now I have a really strong Wi-Fi in the backyard. I, I like to make my house like a um, very attractive to teenagers. You know, that, that's something if you that's, a, that's an old parenting trick, right? If, if you, the kids all come to your house, you get to meet their friends and make sure that they're not getting in too much trouble. So we have, you know, we have a backyard with good seating. Now we have Wi-Fi and we have one of the things the Eero has is a really easy way to set up a guest network. So we've got a great network with Wi-Fi in the backyard and the teenagers come over and they sit in the backyard and I don't know, they go on, you know, Snapchat or YouTube or whatever it is they do. And uh, everybody's happy. Um, I just keep the, the fridge stocked, you know, and and the Wi-Fi running and then they just show up. So it's been great for that. And like, like Katie, I, I know this is an ad spot, but man, I, I've been very happy with this purchase. And, and when people do say it's expensive, I, my point would be if you wanted to buy an Apple airport extreme and maybe two of them to try and have an extended network, you would pay the same amount of money, but have something that's not nearly as good. So, so it, it does hurt, but it's not that much more than something similar, but not as good. So uh, that's a good one. Thanks for. Uh, for mentioning that one, Katie. Um, uh, this next pick for me is kind of a business-related one. Um, I was uh, I've been doing a lot of presentation work. Um, the uh, the old firm I was at, we had a ten thousand dollar projector that we had bought like I don't know ten years ago. You know, it's got this massive rolling case, and you know, we bought an extra light bulb that was like six hundred dollars. And you know, it, it clearly you can get a cheaper one now. But uh, recently I, I started researching and I haven't, this is one I haven't bought yet, but it's on my list. I'll probably buy it after the new year. Uh, I've been researching micro projectors and that's these very small projectors that can fit in your bag, but can, you can bring when you give a presentation and have your own projector. Uh, the AAXA P300. Um, it's a super great projector. The interesting thing to me is I started researching this. I have a friend who's really into it and he recommended this one. So I started looking at it seriously. Started researching the Amazon um stuff and then right before we recorded today because I'm, I'm getting serious about buying one of these it's 350 bucks to buy one of these and it fits in your hand and it's just it's an awesome it's a 1200 1280 by 800 with 400 lumens um and it's got a twenty thousand hour bulb in it and i was like you know i'm getting really serious about buying one of these and i feel like i got thinking well what does wire cutter say and i went to wire cutter and you know what the number one recommendation was this one <laughs> was this one <laughs> was this one so um uh, so for the uh speaking or business nerd in your life, uh, a micro projector would be a really great gift. And uh, it's not that expensive when you consider how much they used to cost. So $350, you got a projector on the go. And um, uh, 
this is one I'm looking forward to. I may be reporting back on this one at some point next year on a live show or something if I actually bite the bullet and buy one of these. I don't need them very often, but it's really nice to know going to speak somewhere that I've got a way to present. Okay, so let me ask you, how much of your research has done this? What what do the replacement bulbs cost? Because I'm... I, I've got a really old projector that I inherited from a group that now went defunct. And it's it's one of those things that I'm nervous about, number one, because whenever I take it anywhere, the projector is huge. It's the size of a briefcase in and of itself. And it's got the original bulb in there. So you have to be very, very careful. You have to handle it with kid gloves because of the bulb. And I know that when that bulb dies, it's cost prohibitive to fix. So how does this bulb work? Well, with a 20,000 hour bulb, I feel like when the bulb dies, I'll buy a new projector. It's $350. I would assume by then it's going to be something that goes on your watch. <laughs> but, they, uh, but I, and I don't, I don't, you know, I don't run a projector every day, but probably once a month, this would come in handy for me. And, and it's really nice showing up somewhere and knowing that they've got, you know, knowing that you've got your own equipment. I, I recently showed up to speak somewhere and the, the projector they had was just rubbish. And a bunch of the stuff I do requires that presentation to be bright behind me. And this is one that would work in a room that's lit. So uh, I'm kind of excited about this thing. I, I think I'm probably going to end up getting one of these. I think this is an aspirational gift for me, I guess. I'm going to gonna buy this for myself at some point. Yeah. I, in fact, I just, after seeing it, I just added it to my Amazon wish list. So oh, I, did you, maybe you'll get one before me. <laughs> maybe I just, I am, I'm giving a presentation tomorrow and I, I know where I'm going tomorrow, there's going to be a projector, but you know, definitely I'm, I've starting to go on the speaking circuit. I'm taking my estate planning talk on the road and, you know, it'd be great to be able to just show up and have everything in my own bag and be able to go. Yeah. You know, I, I, when I speak, I always tell them, please send me a picture of the back of the projector. I've got all these, I have these text expander snippets to make sure I get the information I need. I can show up with the right cables, but, um, but it's just something about having your own device. You can't beat that. All right. So I guess it's my my pick again. It's your pick, Katie Floyd. All right. Um, well, speaking of of having projectors and display things, you know, did I mention, by the way, I haven't mentioned yet that uh, my new MacBook Pro is on its way. It is it is flying. I assume it's flying. I hope it's not taking the slow boat, uh, but it is on its way right now from China. In fact, I could update you and give you a live update right now about where it's coming. Um, it is in transit. It recently departed Shanghai, China. And it should be delivered by November 17th. So by the time the show releases, um, I should have my my MacBook Pro. The problem with that is being that while I will have a beautiful retina display on that MacBook Pro, I will not have a retina display for my primary display because I still have this older 24-inch Apple Cinema display. Which now means that that now... You're not going to buy one of the well, that Apple put on sale? That's what I'm talking about. So that now necessitates a second purchase. And so I need to buy some kind of retina display to go with this machine. So I have two options and I'm going to name them both. Um, and we'll see if we get any, any comments from, from the audience. Uh, option one is to buy Apple's fancy 5k retina display. They have a, a 24 inch 4k version, but I, I really want a 27 inch monitor or, or they have the 27 inch 5k version. It's on Apple though. It's LG. Right? I'm, I'm sorry. It's, it's LG. It's Apple and LG's collaboration. Um, they did bring the price down on that display through the end of the year. So that's going to be 970. It's basically, let's call it 950 bucks. So that's an option. The benefits with that display are obviously 
It has uh, three USB-C ports in the back. It has um, the built-in speakers. It has the built-in uh, charging port. It also has a, um, a FaceTime camera included. It's a little bit ugly, but it basically is the most similar replacement to the Apple Cinema Display that I think we're going to get. And Apple has said they're out of the display business, so there you go. The other option is for about half the price or a little less than half the price, you can buy a, a nice 4K display. And one of the ones that the wire cutter recommends is LG does have a 27-inch 4K display. Um, it it does not have all of the bells and whistles of, of the Apple display. Um, this particular one is um, uh, 3840 by 2160. It's an IPS monitor. Um and it's a um, it's a 4K display that's 16 by 9 and and has some other features. Doesn't have Thunderbolt. It doesn't have USB-C. It doesn't have charging, but it's a beautiful display. It's not quite as high resolution as as the Apple display, but you know it's it's an option. So the question is, do I want to spend four hundred dollars and and get a nice display, or do I want to spend a thousand dollars and get a really nice display? That's what I'm struggling with right now. So I'll put links to both in the show notes, and maybe the listeners will help me decide. Yeah, I wonder if you can go to it. Hopefully in the Apple Store soon, you'll be able to go. Well, you're far away from an Apple Store, aren't you? Very far, um, yes. But I probably I probably will go sometime between now. Well, they're not out yet. You can't see them. Yeah, but I, I assume at some point we're going to see the new uh, Touch Bar MacBooks in Apple Stores, and they will probably have one of those fancy displays, even if you can't get it. Just like... I think the touch bar will be in the Mac, the Apple store soon, and then you'll order it and it'll show up in a month or so, just like with the Apple watch did when they first released those. Well, that, that's an interesting choice. I'll tell you, uh, I have a 5k monitor on my iMac and I love it. Mo- I love it so much. I just love this thing. Uh, so you, you're not having any regrets with your, uh, your computer on the way. I have second guessed and get this decision so many times. I actually was very, very close to canceling it um, and basically deciding to wait until the new iMacs came out and instead putting my money towards a new iMac and taking my MacBook Air and moving that to the office. But, you know, I decided that I've been a laptop person for years. I've, I've been ever since the 2001 Titanium PowerBook. I've been a primary laptop only person and my laptop has been my my main machine at home. And that's worked very well for me. So I've decided to basically keep my same setup for a little while longer and and still go with the laptop only model. I think if I were you, because you go into the office every day, um, I would either have a Mac at home and at work or I would get a really powerful MacBook Pro. That's what I did for years. So I, I don't think you're wrong to do that. I was looking at them because uh, I'm I'm very happy with the iMac kind of plus iPad stuff. We're going to even do talk about that later in a future show. But the um, but you know, just like to get a MacBook Pro as a second computer, that's like a significant portion of my daughter's college tuition. <laughs> I can't afford that. But the uh, um, it, it's a, a significant investment. But if it makes you feel any better, uh, Jason Snell's review just came out today. The Touch Bar as we record this, and that'll be a few days ago as the show goes live. I'll go ahead and put it in the show notes. He really likes the touch bar and, and talks about it uh, very warmly. And um, I think you're going to really like it. I'm very curious to hear back. I'm, I'm really glad you're getting one for a selfish reason. I want to, I want us to cover it on the show and, and you're the uh, touch bar queen of Mac power users now. So I can't wait to hear uh, how you use it or if you use it. Well, not yet. We'll see maybe Thursday. Okay. 
Okay, I'm going to go back. I, I picked this is pick my second pair of headphones of the day. Um, uh, you know, one of the things I bought this year for myself that I am just so so happy with are Bose Quiet Comfort 35 headphones. Um, I talked about them once on the show, I believe. Um, I was in an airport and I, I I was cursed for some reason. I can't get on an airplane without sitting next to somebody really loud or something with the baby. And I, I'm convinced it go, all goes back to my second daughter. We took a trip once to Florida. Did I tell the story on the show already? I may have. Yeah, I think you did. Yeah, I'll just tell it once more anyway. I, I, you know, every parent has this story, but mine was just particularly bad. We came back from Disney World like, I don't know, 10 years. I mean, my youngest daughter, who's now 15, was like three. And we got on the airplane and she just started screaming. And she screamed for the whole flight from Orlando to Los Angeles. I mean, and she fell asleep like 30 minutes before we landed. And everybody on the plane hate, hated me. I'm sure of it. And ever since then, I think it's like the karma bounce where I get all these you know screaming kids around me. And I, I don't get upset. I understand I'm owed this. But I just decided I had enough. So I bought these Bose Quiet Comfort 35 headphones. So these are the Bose uh, noise-canceling cans that go over your ear. They make some that go in your ear. I wanted to get a pair that goes over my ear. I kind of had a secret reason for them as well. I had a pair of Bose headphones that I've been using for years with podcasting. And they were kind of falling apart. The foam had gone bad. And they were getting really uncomfortable. Like we'd finish an episode of Mac Power Users and my ears would be sore. So I said I wanted a new pair anyway. And I went in the store in the airport and tried these on. And they felt really good, really comfortable, and they were noise canceling. So I wanted to, I decided just to go for it. I actually looked up on Amazon and they were the same price in the airport as they are on Amazon. So I wasn't getting, you know, ripped off like sometimes you do. And I bought these things. I charged them up while I was waiting to board my plane. I got on my plane and of course there was a screaming baby like right in front of me. And I put the headphones on and I threw the little switch and the baby just went away. I don't even know what happened, <laughs> you know, but the, uh, boy, was that great. And they have a nice comfort. They have a nice case that you can fold up and put them in. These are not replacements for AirPods. AirPods, you would still hear the baby. These things just cut the world out. And, uh, I use these things all the time now. I use them corded. I plug them in. They're, they're, they're wireless. They're Bluetooth. So, uh, like on the airplane, I don't need to have a cord. But when I'm podcasting now, I use them because they're super comfortable and just plug them into my board with the cord that's included. Uh, when I go to the coffee shop, a lot of times I'll throw them in my bag and put them on in the coffee shop and just I can be in the coffee shop without having all the noise of the coffee shop. Um, I, I'm really happy with this purchase. They weren't cheap. I think I paid about 350 bucks for them, if memory serves. Yeah, they're 300 but, now. OK, well, they're really great. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. There's a new there's a newer. I don't, yeah, they're, I'm sorry. The 35s are 350. You're right. Yeah, because these are the ones that are Bluetooth. So you don't have to have a cord, which I think is good when you're like walking around airports. So um, it's a lot of money, but man, are they great. So if you're uh, if you travel a lot or you just want a way to cut the world out once in a while, this is the way to go. Now, let me ask you this, because I'm getting ready to go on a um, big trip in August and looking at putting these in my bag. How big are they? Because I've I hate traveling with big bulky headphones and a lot of these are big and they come with a big bulky case and if by the time you throw them in your carry-on bag you've taken up half your bag yeah if you look online they've got pictures they actually fold like sideways it's hard to explain but they fold down to essentially one dimension um and then the case they uh it's about the size of it's about the size of a a decent paperback book when you fold them up and put them in their case, it's maybe it's a little wider than a paperback book. So it's not 
super, you know, overwhelming. Uh, and they're totally worth bringing with you. I was talking to Serenity Caldwell recently. I think it was, uh, I did an episode of, um, of Clockwise that she was on and she uses them connected to her Mac. She connects them Bluetooth to her Mac. So when she's recording podcasts, she uses them cordless uh, because I use a board that wouldn't work for me. But I mean, you can do a lot with these headphones. Okay. And so when you use them corded, there's, you don't have to have the Bluetooth on. There's no lag, no delay or anything like that. Nothing. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's turned off and like I, you can turn it, it's just a switch on the side. I I don't, I don't use the noise canceling except when I really need it. Like I said, the screaming baby. Oh, I like working in coffee shops, but, and I, I don't mind the noise in coffee shops, but like recently I was working in a coffee shop and there was a, a lawyer there with two students. He was teaching mock or uh, moot court. He was teaching them about the appellate stuff and he was telling them everything wrong. <laughs> he was like, he was telling them about cases that I read and I knew were wrong. And it was, just, it was, I couldn't work because this guy just wanted to run over there and yell at these kids that they're getting bad information. But the, uh, so I pulled out the quiet comforts and I turned on the noise canceling. That was probably the better move. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> oh, man. All right. I'm so weird. But anyway, so Boys Quiet Comforts, those are a good one. All right. Well, I don't have anything uh, audio related, so I'm going to go with a travel related pick. Um, again, kind of going off the this trip that I'm getting ready to come up on. I'm going to go with a packing cube set. Um, I was first introduced to packing cubes a couple of years ago. I never really got the idea of packing bags and kind of inside of bags. It seemed a little ridiculous to me, but it really works. It's a great way to keep, um, you know, your shirts separated from your pants and uh, smaller garments separated from other garments. It, it didn't add a whole lot of bulk to your bag. And to me, it was a way to pack more efficiently and I could just look right in and grab, okay, there are my shirts, there are my pants, there's, um, you know, my socks and my other things. And ever since then, um, I have started religiously packing with packing cubes. And so I am picking up packing cubes for um, people as gifts this year. And I may even pick up a second set for myself. Amazon has this great basics line of of products. I don't know if you've bought many. I, I like their lightning cables and I bought a lot of Amazon basics. And there is an Amazon basics packing cube set. And the one that in particular that I like um, has a couple of different sizes of packing cubes. So I think probably start with that one, figure out what size packing cubes work for you, and then you can order different sizes. So the starter set has a small, a medium, a large, and a slim packing cube. So they've got a variety of sizes. And then if you decide that you like packing cubes and you have a particular size that works better for you, you can order more of those. And their starter set comes with uh, four packing cubes, one of each of those sizes, a variety of colors, black, blue, green, red, whatever you want. Um, and it's like 23 bucks. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't cost much to get into these. Um, so what are you carrying these days in your packing cubes? Well, I, I'm carrying, I, I basically have a, a packing cube for shirts, a packing cube for pants, um, and then a packing cube um, for like socks and underwear and, and smaller garments. And it's a way for me to keep everything separate. And then I throw those in my bag. So easy, simple, done. Um, okay. On the idea of travel, this is kind of a travel related area of the outline here. Um, uh, I can't get enough of these anchor power accessories. And this is a great gift uh, to give to people, stocking stuffers or just anybody in your life that is always running out of power on their devices. I didn't want to pick a particular one because they have so many. But if you go on Amazon and search Anchor Power, 
Um, the, the guy, as I understand the story, I'm not exactly sure, but there are a couple of former Google employees that did something with hardware and they decided to make their own power company and they sell almost exclusively through Amazon. I'm not sure if you can buy them anywhere else. Um, but they've got some great devices. I've got, um, I've now bought several over the years. I, I bought the, uh, the, the anchor power core 2100, which is a 20,100, uh, milliamp hour, battery is kind of big but it's got a USB-C charger on it so like for Katie and her new Mac she could charge her Mac with it uh it's a ton of power it's like if you you can recharge your devices many many times with it and then I've also got a couple of the 10,000 uh, milliamp hour portable chargers um they're so cheap I mean it's like 20 bucks for one of these things I bought a couple of them and I keep them in my bags so like I have a backpack and I have a briefcase I've got one for each so I don't ever have to worry about not having one um, I bought them for my kids. I even put one in the glove box of the car. So I've got kind of these things spread out around my life. And it really comes in handy having a way to charge your devices whenever you need. So um, and Anchor is a company I can recommend. Like I said, I bought a bunch of their stuff and and just it's a really great uh, purchase for a gift. People love them. Last year for my law practice, I gave out to my clients. I bought uh, not Anchor, but I bought a branded one where I put the, the firm name on it and sent it out to all my clients. And they loved it because, you know, everybody wants a little extra power once in a while. Uh, I think those are great picks. I, I regularly give those as Christmas gifts. I think the only problem now is I've given one to everybody. So I've got to come up with a new go-to Christmas gifts idea. This episode of the Mac Power Users is brought to you by MakingLight.com. Breathe, focus, and make light. Use the discount code MPU to get $5 off any product. We're really happy to have Making Light back as a sponsor of the Mac Power Users this holiday season. I subscribed to the service a few years ago, and I really love it. So what is Making Light? It's a subscription candle service done right. Both Katie and I are big believers in rituals. We talk about them all the time on the Mac Power Users. For instance, when I want to start a big project, I will sit down, make sure my desk is clear, I'll turn off my notifications, and really give myself an environment where I can focus. Part of that for me is also striking a match and lighting a candle. There's something about this process that just gets me started. Just as important, when I finish a period of intense work and I'm ready to take a break, I blow the candle out. I've been doing this for years, and it really works for me. Making light gives you everything you need to do this yourself. Every month you get a box with two candles. They'll pick them out for you or you can tell them your favorites. And you also get a box of matches and a little encouraging note. The candles are outstanding. They're made with 100% botanical soy wax. The wicks are cotton woven with no metals. And the fragrances are nice but not overwhelming. Not only can candles give you a productivity boost, they're also great gifts. Making Light sponsored Mac Power users last holiday season, and a bunch of you bought them as gifts for friends and family. It really is a fantastic gift because they're made so well and they help the recipient focus on their best work. This gift even gives you an opportunity to talk to the gifts recipient about why these are so special, and maybe you can give them some assistance with whatever big project they're working on. Making Light is a family-run business. They are absolutely dedicated to customer support, and I'm sure you'll be happy with them. Several of our listeners went back and used the MPU code repeatedly over the last year as they kept renewing their orders. And the folks at Making Light couldn't be happier that they're getting repeat business from Mac Power Users listeners. A Making Light subscription is really so much more than just buying candles. 
I encourage you to go check out their website at makinglight.com. They've got a short two-minute video there that really gets the idea across for you. And if you decide to purchase, use the offer code MPU to get $5 off any subscription. Thanks again, Making Light, for supporting the Mac Power Users. All right, your turn, Katie Floyd. What do you got? Ah, let's see. I'm going to go with the Logitech Harmony Elite Remote Control Hub. Do you have one of these? I do not, but it is on my, I think I might need it list. Okay. (laughs) Um, I have tried universal remotes for a couple of years and it's been years since I've tried one and I always liked them in theory, but you know, they were complicated. You had to figure out how to set them up and do all kinds of things. And and Logitech has always been the Logitech Harmony roads have always been the gold standard for these types of, of universal remotes, but they've always been a pain. And everyone I know who has one of these loves this Logitech Harmony remote. And so I can't speak about it from personal experience, but this is one, I don't know that I would buy it for myself, but I think if somebody gave it to me, I would definitely open that box and and play with it and enjoy it. And so this remote allows you to easily program it. Um, You can set up all of your things. So for example, you can hit one button to turn on the Apple TV and it will do all of the things that you need to do to that. Like it will turn on the TV, it will switch to HDMI 2, it will wake up the Apple TV. Um, and it will do all of those things that, that you need it to do. So if there are multiple, a lot of us now, we have multiple steps involved. So if you need to switch, for example, your, um, you know, your sound bar to a particular um, input, you know, it will do that too. So you can program and tell it what you have and it will plug all of the things. It will also control your smart home devices. So if you want to say watch a movie and put it in movie mode, if you have Philips Hue lights connected, it will turn your Hue lights to watch a movie mode. And so it can do um, things like that as well. It can also be connected to the Amazon Echo, which means you can, instead of saying these or uh, pushing the buttons on your remote to do these things, you can just say to uh, the Amazon Echo lady, uh, hello, lady, I would like to watch TV or turn on the TV or turn on TiVo. And she will do that for you. And that to me is just like the total home of the future because turning on your TV and getting it all set for you too. I mean, you can just walk, you just walk into your house now and say, all right, well, turn on the lights, set the thermostat to 78 degrees and turn on the TV and set it to CNN. Boom, done. I mean, how is that not Star Trek? Yeah, uh, in theory, it's a good idea. So let me tell you, <laughs> I, uh, I had a bunch of Amazon gift money and uh, I got it for my birthday in February and I hadn't used it yet. And so uh, when they announced the that it will work with Amazon Echo, I went ahead and bought one. It just showed up like last week. Oh, you're going to you're going to bust my bubble, aren't you? I am Ugh. because I the idea behind it was that's why it was interesting to see that you had put it in, in the list. For me, the idea was this would be great because it's always difficult with my family of non-geeks. You know, we've got to get the input on the right one and the, you know, the audio and blah, blah, blah. So if we could just push one button and it would be all fixed or even have uh, apps on the phones and it would be all fixed, that would be great. And this seemed like the solution and it, it just hasn't delivered. I mean, I spent a couple hours getting it all set up and I was very excited about it. It's got a blaster that you put centrally in a room so it, it gets to all the devices but sometimes like it will turn one off when it's supposed to turn it on and you know like one of the problems i have is um with mine with my um my television set it, it turns the tv off instead of on and 
and it, it works about half of the time, honestly. So I am, I'm sending it back. That has been the problem forever with universal remotes, which is why I finally gave up on them. And so I, I must say I am disappointed, but not surprised to hear you say that. If someone in the uh, audience is, is very happy with one of these, let us know and we'll, we'll put it in the feedback show. But it, it, I have not been able to make it obey very well. And uh, as a result, I'm just kind of done with it. I, I'm going to send it back. Maybe I'll use that. Maybe I'll end up buying my micro projector instead. But the, um, there you go. Win win. Yeah, it, it just wasn't as good. And the screen quality, they've got like a little like digital screen. And it's, you know, having used iPhones and retina displays, you look at it and you're like, what is this? 1980? You know, the, um, so uh, there's a, there's a lot I don't really like about it. it ultimately, I, my family has figured out enough to make everything work with the existing remotes. I think adding this degree of complexity is only going to bring uh, pain and suffering upon me. So I'm sending it back. Well, that's no fun. Yeah, sorry for the downer. I feel like I deserve another pick now. Well, you want to You got one? I, I now I'm going to have to come up with another one because you busted my pick. Okay, I'll see what I can do before the end of the show. All right. The, the, um, I've talked in the past about, uh, my next pick is, is the, the Waterfield backpacks. I've talked in the past about the uh, sling packs and the messenger bags. Uh, I have no right to ever complain about my wife buying a purse ever again because I am a bag person myself. I keep buying these things. Um, but I was noticing this year that I would go, you know, like, cause I go work remotely a lot and I'd get back. My shoulder would be sore cause I have all these messenger bags cause they look cool. And that's kind of like what Indiana Jones wore. So of course that's what I'm going to wear. And, um, but my, my shoulder would be sore. And so I thought, you know, I I'm getting old enough. Maybe I should just bite the bullet and get a backpack. So I got one of these Waterfield backpacks. They've got a couple different ones. You're like one of those hipster attorneys who shows up in your full suit wearing a backpack, right? Uh, no, I don't do that. I have a, a briefcase. When I put a suit on, I, I have a very nice briefcase for that. But I mean, just for most days, I don't need to wear a full suit and um, and I want a backpack. And even when I'm just going to Disneyland for the day and I've got all my various gear that I take with me. Um, it, it's just really nice. So, so these Waterfield bags, they look really good. They're super comfortable and they're really designed well. Like the, um, one of my favorite features about, about my bag is that it's got, and, and it seems silly, right? But it really works. It's, it's, it's the STAD laptop bag. It's S-T-A-A-D. Oh, I thought you said the dad laptop bag. No, STAD, S-T-A-A-D. I don't know what it means. It must be some language, but I don't know what it is. Somebody knows out there listening, but I don't. Um, but they've got a zipper down the middle of the back of the backpack. So after you open it, you unzip it and then you can open it and get down into the bottom very easily. It's like super smart. Like all this stuff, they use like this gold fabric on the inside instead of dark fabric. So when you look in, it's like lit inside. They've got zippers on the side so you can get to your, like to my battery, my, my anchor battery and stuff without having to dig into the bag. It's just like a bunch of small decisions but every single one of them is right and i really like the stad bag that's my favorite one i use it almost every day so it's a great bag um and they have one called the bolt that's bigger which i use when i traveled when i went to indianapolis recently that was almost all my stuff fit into that bag and it's not super huge so uh, if you want to get a good backpack i would recommend the waterfield bags and um I'll put a couple links in the show notes. It's, they're all at sfbags.com. They also have all the other designs. If you want to get, you know, the, if you want to get the messenger bag or something else, they even have wallets now. Um, they've got all that stuff, but I, I really do like their backpacks. 
All right. Well, my next pick is uh, something that I've bought this year, although I'm going to recommend a slightly different model for people who may want to get into it. But we talked about this with uh, Casey List and his love for the Synology disk stations. And uh, I bought a bit the bullet and bought a Synology. Um, the one I originally ordered ended up not coming in. It they just it was a closeout model and they I guess they ended up overselling it. So um, the compromise model that I ended up getting instead is I got the Synology DS416 Play. And so I was able to get a, a replacement deal on that. And um, so I'm very excited about that. I'm working on getting it set up right now. So full disclosure, I haven't gotten all the way into it yet, but I'm working on getting it set up. But I'm very excited about um, being able to have a smart NAS in my life. And I've got the the Drobo 5N that I'm still running and have everything going simultaneously on here. But the Synology will do a lot of things that the Drobo does. Number one, be a big bucket of storage. Number two, it will be my Plex server. But it will also let me do things like um, I've got a couple of surveillance cameras around my house. And it will be a surveillance system for that. So instead of having to pay for a cloud service, um, I can use the Synology to do those. It will um, be a file sync and, and share server and um, just allow me to do a, a lot of cool things with that. And I just, my my Mac Mini that I have here at the house is getting older. Um, I don't know how much longer I'm going to have a full-blown Mac Mini as a home server anymore. Um, I'm kind of wondering whether that's on its last legs. And so I wanted something a little more powerful to be able to replace that, but I did not want to get another computer um, so that's what I did. So um, looking at it and just kind of having stuff that's similar in functionality, they have two base Synologies and then they have the four base Synology. So um, the four base are obviously a lot more expensive. The two base are less. You can get the Synology, the DS216 Play, which is the kind of the comparable two bay version to what I have uh, for 250 bucks right now. Um, the 416 is um, a little more expensive. That's I think 450 bucks. Um, depending on on what configuration that you want to get. Obviously, you then have to add your own hard drives, but that gets a lot less expensive when you're only talking about adding two hard drives versus four. And you can still get a lot more storage, a lot of storage space now with with two hard drives because hard drive sizes are so much bigger. You can fairly inexpensively now get five and six terabyte hard drives. You can even get 10 terabyte hard drives now, but those start to get expensive. So that may want to be something you take a look at on your list. Now, do you, can you put, uh, like, you know, Drobo, you don't have to match the drives. Is that the same with Synology? Yeah, you don't have to match them either. They've they've got a couple of different RAID systems. I re- I'm really happy that the Drobo I'm still using. I just got a yellow light on one of them and I'm running out of storage. So I just bought a four terabyte drive and dropped it in and I'm good again. But uh, because I have an iMac running all the time, I'm just not that interested in all the, um you know, the backup stuff you're doing with, the, you know, running it in the background as a NAS server. You know, that was that was kind of one of the reasons why I was going back and forth of do I stay with my laptop or do I get an iMac? Because if I'd gotten an iMac as my home computer, then I wouldn't necessarily need one of these smart NASs to do a lot of this stuff. But when I decided that I was going to keep the MacBook Pro coming and use that as my main machine and knowing that this Mac Mini that I have is probably in its last six months of life here, um, you know, I had to replace a fan on it and it can't get the latest software system upgrade and it's it's having more and more issues now. You know, I just wanted to be ready and be able to make that transition. Poor Mac Mini. Well, it's had a really, really good run. It's 2007. I am. Um, okay, so for my next pick, I, it's interesting. I asked on Twitter, I said, we're getting ready to record the gift guide. You know, what? what's on your list? And like six people wrote me back and said they want dongles. <laughs> it's, oh. It's, a, it's, the, it's the year of dongles. Did you see my blog post today? I wrote about all the dongles that I had to buy. 
No, no, we'll link that though. Um, well, the um, the, the transition to USB C with um, with the MacBook Pro with the MacBook, and I, I fully expect this to apply to the iMac too, sometime sometime next year. Um, everything is USB C now, so everybody has to get dongles. And um, uh, this is something that a lot of people are upset about. You know that that they got to buy new adapters. I I think I'm a little more forgiving on it. I feel like this this new connector is way better. I'm tired of USB-A where you can't have to get it in in the right direction. The new one's faster. It's smaller. I think it's, we just got to accept that, you know, with technology, it's going to transition over time. And hopefully because this is a universal standard, it gets, it gets wide adoption. The other good news is this has been out for a year. I mean, the MacBook, the original, you know, the, the current selling MacBook has USB-C. So People have been winding up the USB-C train now for a while. If you go on some of the online retailers, you're going to find some good stuff. I think I would recommend that you be very careful who you buy from because some of this stuff is is knockoff. And like I think I read recently when it says Apple certified on Amazon, that's true. Like something like 10% of the time that it actually is Apple certified. So uh, be careful. Uh, Apple has got a bunch of these on sale in the Apple store. You know, that's going to be good quality stuff. So I would probably go in an Apple and buy them uh, a couple pieces that I think would, I would particularly recommend. And I'm interested to see if you Katie get one of these that Griffin, uh, they have this thing. Griffin has a thing called the break safe magnetic, where it's a, a cable end with USB-C and a magnetic break in it, just like, you know, the old MagSafe adapters. It's expensive. It's like 40 bucks, but it would give you a MagSafe adapter on your MacBook. Um, I think that would be a great gift for somebody or stocking stuff or for someone getting a new MacBook. Uh, are you interested in any of those? I, I looked at it. My only problem with it is obviously because it's a third party tool. It sticks out of the MacBook. It's it's not flush, you know, like a MagSafe connector. Yeah, but it seems to me like a small price to pay to have the essence of a MagSafe connector where your computer, to, you know, your multi-thousand dollar computer doesn't go flying if the dog or somebody trips on a cord. Yeah. I, I don't know the last time I've had that problem though. All right. And the, the other thing I would say, well, okay. So but I guess uh, you only need, you only need to have it once, right? Yeah. Well, you, you've never, you probably wouldn't know if you had that problem really because you've had MagSafe for the last, what is it? 10 years or something. That's That's true. Yes. The other thing I would recommend is a lot of people, everybody's talking about dongles. Nobody's talking about cables because there are a ton of great USB-C cables. Like if you've got a, a cable going to a projector, um, you may not, rather than buy a dongle, you may just want to get a USB-C to HDMI cable. I mean, they make stuff like that. Well, a perfect example is I just realized instead of buying a bunch of dongles, I could replace the single uh, USB three cable that goes to my USB three dock. I'm sorry, USB three hub. And so one cable that's a USB three on three B on one side to USB C on the other now makes my entire USB C hub, USB three hub. You've got all this terminology, um, compatible with my new computer. Yeah. So take a look at cables too. Um, but uh, I think our recommendations would be buy the dongles if you can from the Apple store. They they have reduced the prices. Um, there are some very interesting docks by company reputable companies that that have been around a while. So there, there's a lot of uh, accessories out there for you. You're not stuck with this USB C thing. Um, you can get to just about anything you want. So what was your total uh, investment for all the uh, the dongles and whatnots you bought. Oh gosh, I don't know that I totaled it up. I, I'd have to total it up, but it was probably sub two hundred dollars. The expensive one is getting into a projector. 
the USB-C to projector connections were expensive when I bought them. Yeah, it was uh, 50 bucks for the Apple adapter and then another 20 bucks for the VGA adapter. I bought that third party from Belkin. Then the two cables I bought were about 20 bucks a piece. Um, that's about 100 bucks worth of cables and adapters right there. And then I bought a USB-A stuff. So I, I'm easily 150 bucks. Then I bought the Thunderbolt to Thunderbolt. So. Well, if you got somebody in your life getting a new MacBook Pro, that that's a good gift. Yes, dongles. So the next one I want to talk about is is specifically for the cord cutters out there. And, and David, you know that I've been a cord cutter for going on four four to five years now. And I've had a couple of people talk to me about, you know, kind of ready to adopt this cord cutter life and, and what do they do? And for years, I would say probably the first three years of being a cord cutter, I did it entirely with a $20 monoprice antenna, and that was wonderful, and it worked well for a really long time. Um, the other big piece of that was I connected the other end of that monoprice antenna to a, a TiVo, which was which I used to record everything. But with that antenna, I was able to pick up ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, and you know the major stations in my area. And of course, you have to find out what are the stations that are available in your area. But over the course of the last four years, you know, stuff has changed. Things have happened. Uh, a lot of the trees in my neighborhood that was a that was a you know very immature trees have now grown, and they've they've started blocking out things. Um, there's been new construction, and so I would say probably the past six to eight months, I've really had trouble with that antenna. I've had you know channels that would go out, and I would have to constantly fiddle with it. And it was becoming a problem. And so I would, you know, here and there I would go, okay, well, here's this new fancy antenna that the wire cutter recommends. I'll try this. And then I got, um, you know, an antenna and tried to put it up in my attic. But my attic has all of this, um, you know, shielding for insulation and for energy efficiency. And that was a disaster. I got no reception putting an antenna up in my attic. And so finally what I did is I decided to call in the professionals. And there is a company a uh, local company in my area that does just that. And a lot of the companies that sell satellite television, if if you can find a, a local third-party provider, not Dish or one of those that, that will be a reseller of satellite television, will also, you'll find, put up HD antennas. And these guys, especially if you can, they're typically guys, but could be gals. If you find a hometown company, really specialize in this. They really know the area. Um, will tell you, you tell them where you live, tell them the area of town that you're in, and they'll typically be able to tell you, oh, yes, we know that area of town. You need this XYZ antenna. You know, we'll come out, we'll install it, we'll do everything for you, and it will be this cost. And so I finally bit the bullet and did it earlier this year. Um, it cost me, I think, 400 450 bucks or something like that. Um, the guy came out. It was less than two hours. He put this really fancy antenna up on my roof over on the side of my house. I never see it. Maybe my neighbors see it, but they don't complain. And once again, now I have beautiful, pristine quality picture. I don't get any pixelization. I don't have to worry about going and futzing with the antenna. And I, I mean, it's great. Life is life is happy again. I was actually thinking about um, restarting my cable subscription, and now I don't even think about it. So I think if you're thinking about cutting the cord, you know, try the cheapo antenna first. See if that works for you. And if you're happy with it, go for it. But um, don't be afraid to spend a few bucks on uh, professional installation. The, the guys who I worked with actually guaranteed it. They said, you know, we'll come out, we'll put this in. And if we can't get you what we tell you we get you, we won't charge you. All right. I am really tempted. I, my last pick is my favorite one this year, but I'm going to go. I've got one more. This is the 
the single, I think, recycled pick I had. I've, I've picked in the past, but I love it so much. I'm going to talk once again about my Sonos. And I think I have to because it's the Mac Power user's fault that I have invested in these Sonos things for years. Uh, I mentioned it on a show and everybody wrote in and told me how I should get them. And of course I did eventually. And now I've got them all over the house. Um, I've got them in the, in the, like the family room. I've got a sound bar under the TV now, and we've got the ones like the surround sound behind the couch. And we've also got them spread um, in other places of the house. So whenever we have parties, we've got music everywhere. When my family goes out and I'm working home alone, I'm, playing Miles Davis really loud through them all throughout the house. It's just amazing. Uh, it's very much like an Apple experience. And, and if you've been listening to me, I don't talk about it too often on the show, but when I do, when it do comes, when it does come up, I can tell you, I get so much joy out of these things. I know they're kind of expensive and you don't have to, you know, buy all in, but if you just start getting like one piece a year in just a few years, you're going to have a really great sound system in your home. Uh, every time I talk about them, some people say, well, you know, such and such and so and so make one that's got higher resolution or more output or whatever. But Sonos is just so easy to use. It integrates with Apple Music really well this year. That was one of the improvements they made where I can just go into the Sonos app on my phone. It has all my favorites from Apple Music right there, including recommendations. I press a button about what music I want to play. And then I press a button about what rooms I want it to play in. And I'm off to the races and I've got amazing music all over the house. Uh, It's just if you like music or even just like listening to podcasts and stuff, there's just so many things you can do with these things. And they're really well integrated with with the Apple ecosystem. In fact, Apple has, you know, I, I think they're starting to do this where they're starting to bless like other companies products like this is something that we like, but we probably will never do ourselves. So we're going to start endorsing them. Uh, Katie talked about an LG monitor earlier. It seems like Apple's kind of getting out of the monitor business. Uh, speakers seem like the same thing. If you go into an Apple store these days, they've got a whole Sonos set up in the Apple store. And the reason is because they do work so good with Apple stuff. So um, I really like my Sonos and I bet you would too, if you like music. So that might be something you want to put on your list or, or buy for the music fan in your life. You still haven't bought into it, right? No, I haven't bought into it. But my office mate has a Sonos, and even though he has that one little Play One, I can testify that it definitely can crank up loud. I have one of those in the bathroom now. I tell you that TMI. Well, we have like a um, we have you know like a walk kind of a walk-in bathroom with two sinks and everything, and I'm I'm in there brushing my teeth and stuff. I want the music to be everywhere, and um, it's nice. And there's, it's been in there like over a year and it's in the same room with the shower is that I am, have no fear of it, like getting rotted or going bad. These things are really well made. Uh, anyway, that's enough about Sonos, but it, it is a great gift. You'll make somebody really happy if you buy them a Sonos. So my, I think this is my last pick and it's, it's kind of a different pick. This is something that I never thought that I would do. And a friend of mine gave me a, a free trial and I admit that I kind of like it and I've kept going. So it is one of those meal in the box services. And I've tried a couple of them. I've, um, I've, I've tried Blue Apron. I've tried, um, I don't even remember what the name of the other one was. The one that I'm currently using and the one that I think is going to stick for me for a while is a service called Home Chef. And they're all basically the same. Um, the The deal behind them is the meals are about $10 a piece and you can order typically um, three meals a week and you can either order two servings or four servings at, or you can order like four servings of two meals. They, they have various packages um, and they give you in a box everything that you need 
to make a meal. So for example, tonight I'm making um, like Jamaican jerk chicken quesadillas, which means we really need to get off this podcast, David, because I'm starving. And you just made me hungry. And I've got Jamaican jerk chicken quesadillas that I've got to go make. But um, they give you everything in the box. So they give you the chicken. They give you the jerk sauce. They give you um, the jalapenos. They give you the tomatoes. They give you the tortillas. They even give you a little cup with some sour cream in it. Um, And I, I don't remember. I think it's got a side of rice. So they give you the rice. And I mean, everything that you need comes in the box. Um, later, later this week, I've got a beef chimichurri with, I don't remember what that has with the side. Um, and then the final thing that I have this week is, um, calzones. And so those are three meals that I would have never made for myself in any given week because I just, I don't cook that fancy for myself and I'm not really that great of a cook, but what I found by having these meals in a box service is number one, it has really um, made me expand my horizons. Like one of the things that was in the meal in the box service a couple of uh, last month um, was smashed carrots, kind of like a pureed carrot as a side. And I thought, I don't like carrots. This is ridiculous. I'm not going to like this. It was delicious. I had no idea that I would like smashed carrots. And now I learned something new. Um, and so I'm, I'm learning a little bit about cooking and you can keep the recipes so you can make them yourself. I don't do this every week. I probably would say that, um, because it it is expensive and I don't, you know, me, I'm a little frugal about these things, but I tend to buy, I, I tend to get these coming about once a month. And the reason I like the home fresh one is they tend to have the biggest meal selection of the ones that I've seen. Like most of them have like four or five meals you can choose from. This one has like 10 meals you can choose from a week. And they also, they make it really easy to pause your account. You don't actually have to like cancel your account. And so they get it if you just want to have it come, you know, once a month or something like that. So I'm using it. I bought my parents a gift subscription and my mom was like, yeah, that's kind of a joke. I'm never going to do that. And she has been using it for the last two weeks. And both my mom and my dad, I went over for dinner last night. We actually had one of the meals. They were raving about it. My mom said they were like, lick the plate good. And so she's going to keep it coming about once a week. And so she, I told her, I said, well, do you want to record this segment on the show? And she said, no, but you can just tell people that I tried it and I liked it. Um, You know, kind of for the same reason is that, you know, they tended to get in a rut too, where they, you know, would make the same thing. The only bad thing I can say about it is if you're in a time crunch, you know, they do, the meals probably do take between about 30 and 45 minutes to prep. And I'm not used to having a prep that takes that long for, you know, a meal so that's why I tend to only do it about once a month. But um, I'll put a link in the show notes to Home Fresh. If, if you don't like that particular one, I would say try one of them. Uh, the link I'll put in the show notes, by the way, gives you 30% off a meal. And it does give me $30 or th- I'm sorry, $30 off a meal. And it does give me $30. So, so we can feed Katie for the next year, everybody. <laughs> Sign up. <laughs> that's the plan, I hope. But uh, anyway, I like it. I'm su- pleasantly surprised. I think it would also get you out of a rut. I, I know that like in our family, we'll get in ruts where we start making the same thing over and over again. So this would be kind of a way to break that. What about you? So my my final like silly gift uh, idea is, uh, as everyone probably knows, I, I like Star Wars a little bit and I've always loved it. But for some reason, when they brought it back last year and I got caught up in the hype, I really love it. And this has just always been true for me, but it's hard to explain. We did a show on this in the uh, in the members only feed about Star Wars or Star Trek. And I feel like I always I was never a big fan of the prequels. And I felt like that was the last Star Wars. So it was kind of like ending on a sour note. And now it's no longer the, the end. So 
I'm very excited about it. And I only have time in my life for like one obsession of this nature. I can't, I don't, I can't keep up with everything. I'm too busy with like trying to earn a living. But, but so I decided, okay, Star Wars is my one thing. Um, and this year I was, um, I was looking, you know, uh, the stuff came out, the collectibles came out for um, the, uh, the new movies. And I was um, thinking, well, I should get some of this stuff, but I've never been the kind of person that likes to have a bunch of tchotchke stuff around. It's just not me. And uh, I'm kind of a minimalist, but I did want something like really nice. And um, hang, hang on, I've seen your desk. So I know. Well, it's grown a little bit this year, but it's not nearly like it could be. But anyway, like I have friends who um, I, I frequently guest on the Rebel Force Radio, which is a, a Star Wars podcast. And I have friends who have like rooms full of stuff, right? You know, um, but but I found this website. It's called Sideshow Toys and or Sideshow Collectibles. But the um, the actual link is uh, sideshowtoy.com. And they make like really nice, like, fandom stuff and it's not just star wars they've got marvel and basically every kind of like geeky fan thing that you can be into they've got something for it um i do not see star trek uh you know what i you know i don't think they do they need to get on that but they've got really nice stuff like 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 so i bought this year i bought a, a doll it, it's i don't know how else to put it it's a doll it's like a gi joe size obi-wan that sits on my desk it's got gray hair it's the old one that i saw when i was a kid and he comes and he can pose him and he's got the lightsaber and it's like super nice i spent like a couple hundred bucks on this thing it's crazy how much money i spent on it but i love it and i look at it every day as i sit here and work and Daisy walks into the office one day and says, so you uh, you have dolls now, huh? And I said, yes, I do. Oh, my God, David. <laughs> For $7,450, you can get a life-size R2-D2. Yeah, I know. And for $2,500, I could get a life-size Yoda, which is super tempting to me, except I have college tuition in my life. <laughs> Tell your kids that they need to fend for themselves. It builds character. Yes, exactly. Exactly. For $7,500, you can get Han Solo and Carbonite. Yeah. Or, but I said, you can, you don't have to spend thousands. They've got like nice stuff or even like a hundred bucks there. So it, it is not cheap, but if there's a geek in your life, I bet if you went on this website, you could find something that could really make them happy. And this isn't stuff that you're going to find in Toys R Us. It's, it's, um, you know, it's kind of hard to find and it's really nice quality. So, um, it's not just Star Wars. Like I said, it's it's most fandoms except Star Trek, but they've got some really fun stuff there. And I would recommend uh, it going there and having a little fun. We talked in the past about Think Geek, you know, about Think Geek is a great place to go find gifts for geeks. Uh, this is that times 10, in my opinion, at least for the stuff I'm interested in. You could get the R2-D2 for payments of as little as $75 a month. Yeah, right. <laughs> Like I said, or I, or I could pay tuition. You can't do that because if you got the R2-D2, you'd have to get the companion C-3PO that goes with them. Yeah, that would be great. That would be great. Yeah. Or I could eat, you know, that would be good too. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, this is what I do. I'll, I'll sign up. I'll have, every, I'll get uh, my own affiliate code for the meals at home <laughs> and everybody subscribe and feed the Sparks family. And then I can get my, uh, my Yoda. That way you can eat and then people look at your Yoda. <laughs> All right. Uh, so that was a fun one. Uh, if you, like I said, if you've got a geek in your life, go check that out. Uh, it's sideshowtoy.com and uh, lots of fun stuff there. It's fun to just go look at it, even if you're not interested in buying anything. I want to take a moment and thank our sponsor, Automatic. Automatic is the small adapter that turns your clunker into a smarter connected car. And you can save $20 off the new Automatic Pro by using coupon code MACPOWER at checkout. 
So I want to do something a little different for this ad spot, and I want to start by telling you a story. Two weeks ago, I got a phone call, and the phone call was that my dad had been in a pretty serious car accident. Now, I'll fast forward to the end real quick and tell you that thankfully he is okay, but this was a pretty serious accident and ended up totaling both vehicles that were involved. Airbags were deployed, EMS and emergency workers were called. And the reason that we knew about this is because my dad was in a brand new car and it had one of these fancy in-car integration systems that called emergency services and then notified my family of the crash. But here's the problem. I don't have a fancy new car. In fact, I have a 2003. My car doesn't have any in-car navigation. It doesn't have any fancy services. And I kept wondering what would happen if I was in that type of accident? How would my family know and how would emergency services be notified? Well, for me, that answer is automatic, particularly the new Automatic Pro. The Automatic works with most cars made since the mid-90s, and it plugs in in that little spot underneath your dashboard. The Automatic Pro syncs via 3G, and the data is synced with your smartphone and the Automatic dashboard. But because it has 3G service, you don't necessarily have to be connected to your phone at all times. The 3G service lets you know things like where your vehicle is parked or lets you track your vehicle in case of theft. And perhaps most importantly, in my case, you can do things like set up crash alert. So when something bad happens, Automatic Pro is watching out for you and your family. And they have trained responders that are ready 24-7 and will contact you. And if they can't reach you, emergency services and even your loved ones when they detect a serious accident. You can learn more about this feature on their website over at Automatic.com. After my recent experience, it's really hard to put a price tag on exactly what this means. Automatic is normally $129.95, but if you head over to their website and use our exclusive offer code MACPOWER, that's all capital letters, M-A-C-P-O-W-E-R, you'll save $20 bringing the cost of Automatic down. Without question, Automatic makes a great holiday gift, but more importantly, it's something you should consider picking up for yourself and your friends and family as well. So head on over to automatic.com. Don't forget to use coupon code MACPOWER to save $20 off the Automatic Pro. And you can also check out the new Automatic Lite as well. So thanks to Automatic for their support of Mac Power users. All right, David. So we talked about all the stuff that we would like to get that we recommend that's on our list, with the exception of that Logitech Harmony remote, which you have now um, bursted all my dreams. But maybe it's still worth a try. Maybe, Maybe you're just the inept one. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it's me. <laughs> that could be. So I'd ask our listeners to let us know. Um, what do you think people should not buy for Christmas this year? We we thought about, or for holiday season this year, we we had a couple of things on the list that this might not be the best time to make a purchase. Yeah, I last year, I think we recommended iPads. And uh, I really like this iPad Pro. I've got two of them now, and they're awesome. And I'm using them all the time. But I would not buy one right now because uh, everybody's expecting announcements of new versions in the spring. So I, I think I'd wait on that. If you were thinking about an iPad, just wait a couple months. Ask for a gift card. Yeah. And honestly, I think I was wondering about a magic keyboard. I I don't think that I would buy a magic keyboard this year because I kind of am wondering whether we'll see a new one with a touch bar coming out soon. I so hope you're right about that. I think it's going to be much more expensive than the existing magic keyboard, though. So I think the current magic keyboard will stand around. But I think if that is something that you're at all interested in, um, and if you just want the current Magic Keyboard, I think go for it because I think that's going to stay around. But I think if that's something that you're interested in, you might want to wait. Yeah, it's going to be expensive because it's got a, it's essentially got an Apple Watch chip in it to drive that display and it's going to need more battery and the display itself. Yeah, I, I can't imagine how much it's going to cost, but if they do one, I would be super tempted by that. 
Uh, the other thing we didn't mention was uh, desktop Macs. I mean, the iMac did not get an update last month, although the uh, MacBook Pro did. And I think it may be an Intel thing or maybe, you know, Apple just didn't get it done on time. But I think that we'll get new iMacs with USB-C and, you know, some other bells and whistles probably after the new year sometime. So we'll see. We we did not get many updates to the Mac at all. Uh, I'm, I don't know. I, I think the iMac is coming. I don't know what to say about the Mac Pro. I, I don't know. I, I haven't given up on it. It seems like it's the popular position to say that they aren't going to make them anymore. There's enough people that want them. I, I'd be really surprised if they stopped making the Mac Pro, but who knows? The Mac Mini, I think that one is more likely to get cut than the Mac. I, d- I disagree. I disagree with that. But here's the thing. I I kind of think that if Apple was going to kill the Mac Pro, they would have done it already. But I definitely think they need to signal to people that they're not going to. But I, I wouldn't buy one. I don't, not now. But but we neither one of us do things that would require a Mac Pro. I mean, that's I, I can't imagine lawyers being the ideal market for a Mac Pro. I mean, the iMac 5K is perfectly adequate for the types of work I do. I'm, I'm not, you know, making the next Pixar movie or developing high end applications. So. Uh, you know, that's, I'm not in the market, so I'm not as excited about that as a lot of people are, but I am, um, I don't know, I, I, I'm an optimist about it. I think both the Mac Mini and the Mac Pro will get updates. They aren't going to be great in terms of, um, you know, updating it once yearly or something, but they, they will get updates at some point. Right. The other thing that we need to be careful of with this particular show is, you know, sometimes we, we can come out of the show kind of feeling a little narcissistic about, the holidays and it's it's all about toys and tech and what do we want and what are we giving and those types of things. But I think we also need to remember that this season is is not just about getting things that we want or giving people, um, uh, you know, fancy schmancy gifts. It's the, a lot of the reason about the season is being kind and helping others and, and being generous. And so I think in that spirit, you and I have always wanted to highlight a, a few of the causes that are very near and dear to our life. And then if you can make a contribution or, or help others this season, whether it's donating your time or donating your money or your efforts, those are certainly very worthwhile causes as well. Yes. And uh, we've got a couple on the list this year, but I'm sure you've got some listening. You've got some that are probably important to you as well. Um, uh, we'll start with App Camp for Girls. This year, uh, my wife uh, coordinated the App Camp for Girls in Orange County, and it was really fun. I got to see firsthand these 12 girls show up that that didn't know anything about coding. And by the end of the week, they were giving presentations about their test market and their their monetization strategy. And they had built their own apps. And it was quite remarkable. And they were all best friends, too, by the end of the week. I mean, it, it, it was quite remarkable to me how, how uh, impressive the program Gene McDonald's put together and how quickly those girls start getting into code. And and you can see the lights go off. I mean, some of them get really into code. Some of them get really into like the art part or the marketing. But it seems like on every team, there was somebody that was really had a, you know, the lights go off for this. And I bet it made a difference for them. So uh, it's a great, uh, it's a nonprofit. It's a great uh, place to put your money and time. Another one that we always like to point out is very near and dear to the Relay FM family. And that, of course, is St. Jude. Uh, St. Jude has reached out and helped so many families and so many children in particular, um, children who have lifelong illnesses, children children who are battling things that 
really you or I could could never comprehend. Um, and and they're there to help the children and to help their families um, through some of the most difficult times of their life. And they do it without charging the children, the families uh, a penny. And so the amazing work that, that they are able to do is certainly something that, that I try to support. Um, and so we'll certainly put a link to that in our show notes. And of course, as we know, our, our good friend Stephen Hackett and his family have, have benefited first time, firsthand uh, from that generosity and have also tried very hard to give back uh, to that organization that is given to them. And, and we've tried to do so as well. So we'll, we'll put a link to St. Jude in the show notes. Um, but there are many other places, both in your local community and, and nationwide where you can do these things. So we would encourage you to, to take some time this, this holiday season to, to think about where you can put some of your, your time and efforts and, and help those who, who may need it. Okay. Well, that about wraps it up for the 2016 holiday gift guide. We have another live show between now and the end of the year. So if there's something that we absolutely should have mentioned and we didn't, you could tell us about it. How can they tell us about it, Katie? You can do that by sending an email to us at feedback at MacPowerUsers.com. And we'll try to get you into the live show. You could also uh, leave a note on Twitter. We are at MacPowerUsers. Katie's at Katie Floyd. I'm at Max Sparky. And you can also send in an audio comment. We love those. You can record them right on your iPhone and send them in. Just keep them under two minutes. And finally, we want to thank our sponsors for this episode. That is Omni, uh, Middle David Candles, and Automatic. And thank you for your support um, for us this year and, and all year. See you next week.